Welcome to another episode of Tactical Tuesday with Modern Milsim. Through this podcast, we will bring you real-world tactics, techniques, and procedures that will enable you to succeed on the Milsim battlefield. It's time to make ready. Hello, and welcome to episode 10 of Tactical Tuesday with Modern Milsim. As always, I am your host, Craig White. Thank you for being here. Today, we're going to talk about terrain analysis and intelligence preparation of the Milsim battlefield, including the use of a COCA, O-C-O-K-A, methodology. Terrain analysis is important because it allows squad members and their squad leader to recognize and identify individual terrain features that could provide cover and concealment for them as they execute their mission. So let's get to it. Army Field Manual 1-02.1 defines terrain analysis as the collection, analysis, evaluation, and interpretation of geographical information on the natural and man-made features of terrain combined with other relevant factors to predict the effect of terrain on military operations. As you know from my previous podcast episodes, Terrain analysis is centered on OCOCA methodology. Terrain analysis uses OCOCA to identify and evaluate the effects of terrain and weather on military operations. This acronym covers the key terrain features upon which both leaders and their troops should focus their attention. Each letter corresponds to a specific consideration that needs to be considered with respect to any given piece of terrain. When considering each element of OCOCA, You should look at it not just from the standpoint of friendly forces, but also from the enemy's position as well. So let's talk more deeply about these considerations. O stands for observation and fields of fire. Observation is the ability of both friendly and enemy forces to acquire targets in a particular area. The force with a better observation can often observe and determine where the enemy is located, to where it is moving, and how long it will take the enemy to reach that location. A force can capitalize on this advantage by using the minimal number of troops necessary to thwart the enemy's attack and or overwhelm and destroy them. If the force does not have good observation, it will likely be moving in the blind and can be in jeopardy of being severely overmatched by the enemy if it is engaged. The force with the advantage of better observation can use economy of force to achieve its objectives. Remember that the best observation is from the highest terrain in the area. Seek to identify and consider seizing such high terrain if it provides good observation over objectives, key terrain, and enemy avenues of approach. Fields of fire refer to the area a direct fire weapon can effectively cover from a given terrain position. As opposed to observation, fields of fire are necessarily limited to each weapon's effective range. When analyzing terrain, identify positions that provide good firing lanes for both friendly and enemy forces. Open terrain, especially where it's terrain bordered by restrictive terrains such as steep hills or rivers, provides good fields of fire. Remember that the defensive force benefits more from good observation in fields of fire than the attacker. Like I said, make sure you also identify terrain that provides good observation in fields of fire to the enemy. If the enemy is doing his job, he will be seeking positions that will put your force in a disadvantaged position while he rains fire down on you. If you identify these terrain features early and move in a manner that avoids the kill sacks created by these terrain features, the healthier your force will be. Also remember to identify dead space in your observational field. The enemy will likely take advantage of that dead space 
to cover their movement. Use line-of-sight analysis to identify dead space and terrain that otherwise mask observation and or fields of fire. Now, C stands for cover and concealment. As we have previously discussed, cover is protection from enemy fire. Terrain that can provide cover to a force includes trees, trenches, creek beds, ravines, boulders, rock piles, and anything else that will prevent enemy BBs from striking you. Also keep in mind that larger terrain features, such as ridgelines, can provide cover to fire coming from below. Similarly, micro-terrains such as depressions and folds in the ground can provide cover for individual players, especially with respect to grazing fire. Lying down in such depressions can provide just enough cover to protect you from fire, especially inaccurate direct fire. Now, unlike cover, concealment only protects a force or unit from observation. Terrain that provides concealment is typically underbrush, tree canopies, high grass, and anything else that can obscure your position and keep the enemy from observing and detecting you. Concealment is especially important for ambushes. It allows the forces conducting the ambush to achieve surprise on their enemy. However, once forces in concealment fire upon the enemy, they had better eliminate it completely. This is because concealment provides no protection to return fire. Now, the second O in Okoka stands for obstacles. Obstacles are terrain features that stop, impede, slow, or divert movement. Examples of such terrain include fallen trees, steep hills, rivers, creeks, trenches, boulders, and things of that nature. The purpose of an obstacle from a milsim standpoint is to, one, disrupt the enemy. Disrupt means to upset the enemy's formation, tempo, and timetable. It may also force him to commit forces prematurely and attack in a piecemeal manner. Two, to fix the enemy. This means to prevent the enemy from moving any part of his force from a particular location for a specific period of time. Three, turn the enemy. Turning means to force the enemy from one avenue of approach or route to another. And four, block the enemy. Block means to deny the enemy access to any area or prevent his advance along a specific avenue of approach. If the object gets in your way or otherwise makes it more difficult to move over or around it, it is an obstacle. Obstacles are important because they effectively canalize a force or a unit to take a different path. As such, they can be used to funnel the enemy into ambushes or other kill zones where they will have difficulty escaping. On the defense, such obstacles create an impassable boundary that requires fewer troops to cover. Remember that obstacles can be natural or man-made. The example of obstacles that I mentioned a few moments ago are natural obstacles. Man-made obstacles can include walls, elevated roads or railways, buildings, anti-tank trenches, roadblocks, and things of that nature that obstruct, delay, or divert movement. Also remember that obstacles can be categorized as reinforcing or hindering. Reinforcing obstacles are ones that reinforce friendly defenses such as minefields, wire, roadblocks, and anti-tank ditches. Hindering obstacles are those that impede movement, such as deep rivers and swamps. K stands for key terrain. Key terrain is what it sounds like. It is a terrain feature which, if controlled, will give a market advantage to whoever controls it. Keep in mind, key terrain is defined by the effects it has on both friendly and enemy forces and not just its classification as woods, hills, etc. Key terrain usually aids in cover, concealment, observation, and fields of fire. For example, a lower hill can provide overwatch over several objectives while providing good cover and concealment for friendly troops can be key terrain. 
a much taller hill that does not provide much of an effect on the battlefield and does not create a market advantage for whatever side holds it, is not key terrain. Again, it is the effect that a particular terrain feature has on the battlefield for both sides that determines whether it is key terrain. A subset of key terrain is decisive terrain. Decisive terrain is a terrain feature whose seizure, control, or retention is mandatory for mission success. In other words, if you don't hold this particular piece of decisive terrain, you're not going to prevail in the battle. A stands for avenues of approach. Avenues of approach are routes that an attacking force of a given size that lead to its objective or to key terrain. They are pathways or corridors that a force can utilize to exercise freedom of movement, including but not limited to routes to and from objectives. Now, when you are evaluating a given piece of terrain for avenues of approach, you must also consider how quickly both sides can move through it. A narrow avenue of approach may mentally slow the movement of a squad or fire team through it. However, a large formation, such as a platoon or company, could be drastically slowed while trying to utilize the same avenue of approach. Avenues of approach are typically roads, trails, ridges, and draws that facilitate movement. The avenues of approach can also include mobility corridors. These are areas where a force will be canalized due to terrain restrictions. Routes and infiltration lanes are more defined avenues of approach that may or may not be along a mobility corridor. Keep in mind that OCOCA is applicable not only to a unit's officer in charge, or OIC, or second in charge, or 2IC, it also applies to individual players. Individual players can use OCOCA to help them determine their best defensive position based on the terrain and to identify likely enemy positions while on the attack. Squad leaders will also use OCOCA to determine the best route or method for attacking and seizing an objective. When you get up to the platoon level, the platoon leader will use Okoka not only to determine the best way to defend an objective or other piece of terrain, but also where to emplace support by fire or attack by fire positions, whether on the attack or on the defense. Now, terrain is typically classified into three categories. Unrestricted terrain, restricted terrain, and severely restricted terrain. Unrestricted terrain is terrain which will support a complete freedom of movement for a particular size force without any sort of constraints. Restricted terrain will permit maneuver with slight constraints. And then finally, severely restricted terrain will generally not permit a particular size force to freely maneuver. Now, one thing you need to realize about Okoka is that although each letter represents a different category of things to consider, they're not independent of each other. They are all interlinked and you have to consider them all together to create the big tactical picture. So now that we have discussed the considerations that underlie the Okoka methodology, let's talk briefly about Intelligence Preparation of the Battlefield, or IPB. In MILSIM, IPB involves studying the train in the Area of Operations, or AO, determining its effects on both friendly and enemy forces, and using that information along with intelligence regarding the enemy threat to analyze the MILSIM battlefield environment and to determine enemy possible courses of action. It is a systematic process of analyzing mission variables in the area of operations to determine their effect on operations therein. IPB consists of four steps. One, define the operational environment. This is a step where the OIC and his staff determine what enemy, terrain, and weather considerations will be relevant to completing his mission. Two, describe the environmental effects on operations. The OIC then evaluates how these considerations will affect operations. 
what terrain will be a key terrain for mission success, what cover and concealment will be available to troops to facilitate or detract from the completion of the mission, what avenues of approach are available to both forces, and things of that nature. Three, evaluate the enemy threat. This is where the OIC determines the level of the enemy threat based on the skill of enemy players, the ability of enemy leadership, and similar factors. Four, determine the enemy threat courses of action. Based on his own analysis of the enemy threat and the operational environment, the OIC decides likely and most dangerous courses of action for the enemy. Although there are four steps to IPB, it is a continuing process that changes as facts on the ground change. Continual IPB analysis helps maintain situational awareness even when events on the ground change. Now, it is important to remember that terrain analysis and IPB are intended to analyze the terrain combined with the threat represented by the enemy. After all, you are fighting the enemy and not the terrain. When analyzing terrain, think about the enemy's likely mission. If the enemy is on the offense, obstacles in his fighting positions will likely be light and temporary in an effort to momentarily fix an opposing force while other elements flank it. If the enemy's mission is to delay, obstacles in fighting positions are likely hastily in place and are of a minimally sufficient quality to achieve the required time delay, with a bias for engaging at the longest range as possible prior to swift disengagement. Remember that in a delaying action, the enemy is swapping ground for time. If the enemy is on the defensive, obstacles in fighting positions are likely to be deliberately placed with interlocking fields of fire covering them. The enemy will likely have a direct and indirect fire plan. Also expect a counterattack from the enemy as part of its defense. Now, we'll talk about IPB again once we get into the operational planning part of this podcast. Next week, we're going to discuss the effective use of patrolling. If you have any topics you would like to see covered in future episodes of Tactical Tuesday, please let us know by posting it on the Modern Milsim Facebook page. If it's not one of the topics we are already planned to cover, we will likely add it to our ever-growing topic list. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, as well as many other podcast directories. As always, thank you for your support, and I'll see you in our next episode. See you then. To our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in, and I look forward to providing you with new episodes every two weeks. If you like what you're hearing on this podcast, please subscribe and provide us with a review. We want to know what you like and how we can improve. You can also contact us on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash modern with any suggestions you may have. In our next episode of Tactical Tuesday, we will discuss patrolling, including types of patrols, their impact on the Milsim battlefield, and tactics, techniques, and procedures for their implementation. If you want to know more about application of real-world tactics, techniques, and procedures to Milsim, please check out from Alpha to Omega, a Milsim tactical primer and training manual, as well as from Insertion to Extraction, Advanced Milsim CQB Tactics, Techniques, and Procedures. Both books are available at Amazon.com. As always, thank you for your support, and I'll see you at our next installment of Tactical Tuesday. Thank you.